the target podcast hello and welcome to the latest edition of hit the target podcast i'm your host george parthab and with me in studio today are some unfamiliar faces of course i'm talking about premier league specialist nigel nike and making his hit the target debut gift sony gentlemen welcome thanks dash thanks, thanks for thanks, having thanks. us good things mm. sure um we're into the third um round of fixtures for the english premier league um some titanic clashes you're looking i'm talking about the newcastle liverpool game all eyes are going to be on that you know that's the the curtain closer um you know you look at newcastle's one loss to man city um last weekend spirited performance by eddie howe's side um julian alvarez netting the all important goal nigel 14 shots for man city against newcastle's 7 50 possession 41% for newcastle what do you think about guardiola and how he set his team up that day um i think they attacked the game well um they they knew that uh, newcastle would sit back into a low block but uh, they managed to find gaps uh, managed to play over the press and i think alvarez uh, ball striking uh, was the the deciding factor on the day mm. gift i know um you're a big fan of early holland i know you've been going on and on about his performances last season but he did blank against newcastle obviously got on the score sheet on the opening day of the premier league um do you think he has some luck this weekend yeah of course you can never count the men out um i feel that maybe he's still um trying to find his feet but um he'll be back to his scoring ways mm, they, um, as they, the season proceeds they up against sheffield united this uh this weekend and then they add home to fulham and then they go with to west ham united not the not the most difficult opposition to score against um but across those three fixtures how many goals do you think he's going to come through with um i'd confidently say five five goals yes with confidence uh, yes with confidence i mean the man has proven to be um unstoppable mm. if i can say yeah sure he hasn't been scoring as the season started but i think he'll find his way back to scoring mm. yeah and with the the loss of kevin de bruyne i mean man city have confirmed that he'll be out for some time you look at pep guardiola as well you know he's been reported to have gone for some back surgery even though the club has said it's routine but i do wonder if um, you know some key men um, in the likes of guardiola um, and kevin de bruyne is not going to be um, with him on on the weekend do you think that's going to affect him i mean look at how they performed in the last game mm. um Man City has uh, a large pool of talent. Yeah, even though it's led them that um Kevin De Bruyne is not there, but I think uh the substitutes are, are well equipped mm. to to take his place. Mm. Um yeah, so I'm confident that um they're going to get all the points mm. just as they've been doing. Nigel, is Erling Haaland going to finish as the league's top scorer this season? I think um without a doubt um the man is robot like um just considering his uh, amount of uh, chances that city create and his finishing ability he has so many different types of finishers so yeah mm. in my opinion I think besides Salah who can realistically challenge him he should be winning the golden boot this season you mentioned Mohamed Salah but if you look at um his appearance against Chelsea you know when he, when he was subbed off and you know the the rumors then start circulating about a move to Saudi you know that 
there's always um, these these Premier League agents and you know maybe football agents who're gonna want to make that that money move for their for themselves and also for the the player. But um, Salah's agent came out and said that if they wanted to move away, they wouldn't have extended his deal. And I thought that was him um, sort of asserting their allegiance with Liverpool. Uh, making sure he's obviously a, a Reds legend, but I think maybe just solidifying that. Um, and then the club has given the agent permission to talk to the Saudi club, or at least that's what the rumours say. Do you think he leaves the Premier League having penned his extension? Look, I think uh, he's uh, pretty loyal to Liverpool, and I think he should be staying one more season, maybe even two. He's really in his prime. He's shown that he can score goals still and be a really threat, a real big threat in uh, in the Premier League. So I think it may be a bit premature for him to move to the Saudi League. But um, yeah, it, if if it does materialise, it would be for some big money. Mm. Do you think he has a big part to play in this weekend's tie against Newcastle? You know, he, he did start um, two games from two. Um, there was no love lost between him and Klopp um, following their the draw with uh, Chelsea. Um, and he did start against uh, Bournemouth, um, I believe, last week. So do you think he's going to have have a big part to say in this one? I think uh, he's someone you can't write off. Uh, he you know, Attacking third, he gets a chance. He's pretty clinical. Um, especially they're going to need that against this Newcastle team who defend hard. So um, they're going to need to be really efficient in front of goal. And Mohamed Salah really is. So, um, yeah, if he's back to his best which Liverpool fans would hope he is. Um, yeah, I think he would bag. Mm. Well, he's already the um, record goal scorer in the Premier League. And um, I've won, said that he does make the league much more competitive. You know that um, play a, a club like Liverpool, you know, their fan base and to have a, a record Premier League score in this day and age, like no easy feat. So I think 100%. it's probably probably best to be, if he stays, especially for the club. Um, if staying with Liverpool... A lot has been said about Darwin Nunez and his inability to find the back of the net. You know, we spoke about Erling Haaland just a few minutes ago. But um, I think when, when Darwin Nunez had an impressive appearance, or rather string of appearances for Benfica in the Champions League, lots of European clubs were after his signature. Liverpool were the ones that um, eventually um, got him in the end. And he was almost um, going to be the man to compete with Erling Haaland because obviously both of those strikers came in the same window for the, those respective clubs but almost miles and miles apart. What do you think of him and what's maybe stopping him from fighting the back of the net? Um, I'm not sure, man, but um, when he signed um, with Liverpool, they signed around the same time, mm. if I'm not mistaken. And um, he was red hot. I don't know what's happened um, with regards to, to Liverpool. But he has not been um, living up to the hype. Mm. Um, but we cannot just like write him off. Mm. Who knows? Maybe this season um, this he will surprise be, us. Yeah. You know. Well, look, going back to when he first signed, I remember he had that that sending off against. Um, not really sure which club, Nigel. Do you remember? Not too sure like, myself, he, but I do remember the straight the yeah. straight red for some, I believe, violent conduct following. Yes. Um, one of the defenders, it might have been Leicester actually, I'm not sure if it was Leicester, um, but one of the defenders um, sort of put him on the ground and gave him a bit of an earful and then he reacted with that Uruguayan, mm. that South American um, player that he has and of course the referee said that this is not um, allowed in the Premier League and um, yeah, he had to go for an early shower and 
I don't think from there he really found his form back because I, I believe he did open his account uh, before that. And, you know, he was, he went straight into the lineup, um, you know, and then Klopp comes out and says that they are going to condition him a bit more in his time off per se. You know, they did spend a lot of time on the jump. Um, I've seen the ability. I think that he's someone that does back himself. I've seen him take on a few um, bicycle um, kicks in the air. I've seen him some put his head or try and get his head on some audacious crosses. Um, you've seen the link up between Trent and Darwin Nunez, but with all the supply in that Liverpool team, you know that they are one of the most attacking clubs out there. Um, I believe it was for the last two seasons, um, them and City have been uh, top scorers. Well, not excluding last season, but um, they've always been there. But do you think Nunez has a part to play in this Liverpool team? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think when you look at Nunes as a profile, um, he's a striker that likes to cause chaos. He runs in behind, makes all the right moves, all the right runs. Um, the goals will come uh, when you like to. When you look at a striker and what you want from them, he ticks all the boxes. Um, I think the goals will come eventually. Um, just a matter of confidence. Also, we have to take into consideration of transitioning into the Premier League. It's not an easy league to join. But uh, if you do look at his potential and um, the output he's giving, um, the goals should flow. Mm. Well, one striker that comes to mind that does make the... Gabby um, Jesus. <laughs> he does make it look very easy yeah. to find the back of the net. Yeah. Um, but I was going to talk about Alexander Isak because, you know, he's another striker that has really come in and really taken taken the Premier League by storm, you know. 100%. Um, yeah, so uh, what do you think, like, how... What, what do you think it's a mentality? Do you think it's ability? Because you, know, you look at that ding chip against, I think it was Aston Villa when uh, Newcastle smashed them 5 1 the opening day. Yeah. Um, sure, it's just oozing of confidence. You know, he, he bodies one of the defenders, um, fakes the, the, sh- the shot, and I think he chips um, the keeper or chips the defender. Yeah. How has he like, done this? Like, what do you think is going I, through? I think there's many factors to consider when you consider the transition for players coming into the Premier League, um, like culture for one. Um, also coming into a team like Newcastle who are in a settled environment and you know, in a positive uh, position right now. Whereas Liverpool and Nunez, they are a bit of, not the Liverpool we know of past, they but in a transition right now. So the environment that Nunez went into at Liverpool was a bit challenging considering uh, compared to the environment Isaac has gone to mm. in but Newcastle. Newcastle also had their changes. You know, the, the, there was a over um, the, the whole hierarchy was overturned. There was a new manager, new players, um, and you know he wasn't guaranteed a starting berth as uh, was Nunez because there was no. Well, Firmino was basically on his final, just running out his contract, and he was actually called upon last season to come and score goals for him. But with Isaac, I just wonder if it's if it's just school of hard knocks, you know, you look at um, the goals he scored and, you know, playing that lone strike and he isn't the most physical of strikers, you know, and I look at him and look at Nunez. Mm. I'm taking Nunez if it's... Yeah. Uh, he's, if it's a, he's built a bit uh, thin uh, compared but he, to but Nunez. He, gets, he, does, he, does, he does remind me a bit of uh, Thierry Henry in the way he runs. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed that um, in, mm. and his skills. Um yeah, but Nunes does look the finished article at his young age as well. I mean, sorry, Isaac. He does look the finished article at his young age um, in terms of finishing in front of goal. He's clinical. Mm. And uh, in terms of his build-up play and hold-up play as well. Do you think that that uh, you mentioned the slender build and you want, you just also mentioned he looks like the finished article, but you know, one thing that comes to mind is injuries in the Premier League. And do you think that he has that ability to come back stronger? 
Yeah, I mean, touch wood that he doesn't get uh, injured anytime soon, but um, hopefully um, he will have that mentality to push on and uh, overcome the hardships that come with injury. Mm. Gift Arsenal um, is Nigel's mm. team of choice. If, uh, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned he, meant, he spoke of Gabriel Jesus um, just a few moments ago, actually. Um, currently, Jesus is out injured and Indian Ketia is being tasked with leading the line for them. Now, this isn't his first time because Nketiah has been awarded the number 14 jersey for Arsenal and so famously won by one Henry. Thierry Henry. Yeah. Um, do you think Nketiah has the, the luxury of time? Um, you know, there's Arsenal are involved in the UEFA Champions League as well. Um, they also have the, the FA Cup. Um, you know, they, they won the Community Shield. Do you think they'll be used... Uh, when when Jesus is foot, sure he'll go straight into the Premier League starting lineup. But how important will his appearances be across those other competitions? Um, well, first let's start with the the number fourteen. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, huge pressure, um, huge responsibility. Um, I hope that uh, he's strong mentally. You know, because every time he steps into this into the field with mm. the number fourteen in his back. His performance um, will be compared yeah. um, to that of Thierry Henry. Yeah. So whenever he steps uh, into the field, mm. he has to perform mm. because um, you know how brutal people are online. So mm. especially Arsenal fans, I think Nigel will tell you all about that. <laughs> yes. his, his Twitter yeah. history. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I hope um, he's prepared. Uh, for that mm. um also the coach uh and the whole technical team i hope um they made him understand uh the responsibility mm. not uh like to put pressure on him but yeah. i hope that uh he manages to relax uh go out there and do his best mm. you know hopefully um that will be good enough um with uh jesus out uh i'm sure the men uh can take the place you know mm. and do what needs to be done. I mean, Arsenal uh, is full of uh, like great talent. I mean, look at what Bukayo Saka has been doing mm. like last season and even this season. He has started off really well. And also the addition of um, Declan Rice um, and others. Mm. You know, I think uh, they will manage. Looking like a complete Yes, year, right? yes. I yeah. think that would be, they will give um, Man City a run for their money when it comes to you know, the league title yeah. and yeah. other, other clubs. Um, with regards to, to the Champions League, um, they haven't been there um, in a long time. So hopefully they will manage, you know, um, um, to perform uh, well in the, in the league and also in the, in, the, in the Champions League. But they have a good squad and they made like... Uh, some pretty good signings. Mm. So I'm confident that um, they will be able to perform mm. and not crack um, under Russell, pressure. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. Staying with the Arsenal coaching staff, you know, look at Mikel Arteta and what he's done in his relatively short stint in his managerial, managerial career. I mean, I believe this is his first uh, appointment as a first-team manager. Yeah. See Nigel nodding his head, mm. so I'm going to take yes. that as a yes. Um, and I also want to stay with a number 14 jersey because obviously there was another striker who did really well in that. And of course, that's uh, yeah, America bombing. But Nigel, you know, when 
when Ateta came out and he, I think he froze, he froze Aubameyang out of the squad. I think he dropped him as captain, um, and then he was training by himself. You know how big of a decision was that, which was probably two two seasons ago or yeah. three. I think it was a major decision. Um, Oba was not only our top goal scorer at the time, but he was also our captain. And uh, for Ateta to make a ruthless decision in uh, in a race for top four at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. Uh, we hadn't had Champions League in five years, and to drop your main striker and captain while you are in the mix for Champions League is massive. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it it sends a message that you know Ateta is ruthless in the sense that he wants discipline from his team and. Um, no one is above the law, basically. Yeah, I think um, it was a, a good decision. When you're a manager, you have to put your foot down. Mm. I mean, you are the manager. Um, mm. the, it's uh, the box when stops yes, the yeah. yes, when the team is not performing, they you look the at one. you yeah. about your tactics and everything. Mm. So um, when a player is not uh, cooperating. You have to do what you have to do um, as a manager. I think it was very brave of him. Mm. Also, um, with regards to this season, I think um, the coach um, learned from his mistake. You know, yeah. from last season, he performed really well. Um, things didn't go well, unfortunately, at around the end of the season. But I'm sure he has learned from that and uh, he won't repeat the same mistake. Mm. Um, Arsenal is indeed the team to look out for this season. Mm. I see some strong words there, or claims rather. (laughs) Um, But, you know, another manager that comes to mind when I look at making the difficult decisions, because let's be honest, go to your board and say, I'm dropping our highest earner, I'm dropping club captain, I'm dropping um, the one who comes with his flashy cars with all his designer, water, water, water. You know, I'm sure they wouldn't have taken that lightly, but they backed him and they did actually offer him that long-term deal. And I guess look at where the club are now. Um, So, yeah, that's quite... You know, this is what happens when you get the backing of the board and it filters down to the players because everybody is fighting for the place. Um, but you're moving across to Manchester United because Eric Tenor, he's made some very difficult choices um, relatively uh, like new into his um, career at Man United. I think it was in his first season where he decided to drop Cristiano Ronaldo of all players in the world. He dropped in Cristiano Ronaldo, um, giving him some minutes on a bench. Um, now. Ten Hag has stripped Harry Maguire of the captain's armbench for Man United. Firstly, he was benching him and now he's removed him as captain altogether. Um, some <clears throat> decisions in letting go of David De Gea, who has been Manchester United's play of the year, I think three of the last five seasons. Um, absolutely, uh, like, you know, where do you even start? Like, what do you think is going to his head? Um, look, on the outset, it looks like it's ruthless decisions. Like if you compare Ronaldo, massive figure, David De Gea, club legend, Harry Maguire, captain. But it's all moves that need to be done for the evolution of Manchester United. It needs to be done for them to transition into a better club. And um, the decisions are being taken. And um, look, you compare it to Atessa and he's being ruthless. Um, that that is the root right now. If these players aren't for you and for the club, um, you have to ship them out. Mm. Yeah, again, um, the manager has a plan. Mm. Um, if you seem to be not uh, willing to cooperate or be part of the plan, um, decision have to be taken regardless of whether you are the world's greatest player or captain or whatever. So. Um, I think it's good for managers uh, 
to put their feet down and ensure that um they are able to move forward with mm. their with their plans you know mm. because at the, at the end of the day it's it's their bodies that are on the firing line mm. so yeah i think um uh ten Hag did uh, really well um mm. as for maguire ish, um <laughs> His performance, uh, his latest performances speak for themselves. Mm. So we can't um, really blame the coach, you know. Mm. Yeah. I see. Well, staying with managers, do you think Pochettino has that backbone in him to make those difficult choices? You know, you look back at his time with Spurs and taking them to the UEFA Champions League final without spending any money in the January and the, the summer window before that. Um, literally the same squad. I thought it was one heck of an achievement. But do you think right now um, the the very very different circumstances at this current Chelsea outfit? Um, you know they they've got they've backed with large large. Um, it's literally bankrolled everything. You look at bringing Caicedo and Lavia in two two players that play in the same position. Um, you know, and this is after spending I think a hundred more on um, Enzo Fernandez. Do you think that um, he could be setting himself up for failure? You look at Graham Potter, you know, the, the large amounts of money they spend over there. Do you think Poch is the right man for this current job? Yeah, of course. I think uh, Poch um, is, a, is a great tactician. I mean, you've, ma- you've mentioned some of his achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine what he could have done um, at uh, that time if he, he had this, yes, yeah. this kind of project. I think, um, though I can't say that... Um, he started the, the the season really well, but um, I think uh, he's still trying to find um, his feet. You know, most of, of his squad uh, is new. Most of his players in the squad are new to Chelsea, so they're still trying um, to put together, you know, everything and try to find that um, winning combination. Um, unfortunately, uh, uh, the striker got injured Chukwema, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yes. So, yes, so that's going to be a bit of a setback. But uh, I have faith um, in the coach. I mm. think uh, he's going to do, yes, he's going to mm. do really well. If I'm not mistaken, Chelsea were the biggest spenders. In the last three uh, windows. Yes. So three, um, The last three consecutive windows. I mean, three, that's a statement right there. Yes. So we... We need he needs mm. to produce some yeah. like some really results. good results, yeah. especially because last season uh we didn't really do well. Though we can't blame him, but uh the team really needs um to redeem it mm. itself. Nigel, Kiv just mentioned Charlie Chukomeko. He scored the the what is it, I guess a consolation goal against West Ham United in the in the three one hammering, shall I say, <laughs> <laughs> um at the London Stadium. Um, David Moyes, you know, see, he's, he's masterminded his way through another London derby. Um, of course, that man Antonio again leading the line. Um, do you want to unpack the result for me? Um, yeah, th- I thought Chelsea were good value for the first 45. Uh, and um, going one all down early, they equalized with Charlie, like you guys said. A really good goal, well taken goal, curled into the top corner. Um, but then things went south. Enzo missed a penalty and. Uh, Antonio scored uh, in the second half, early in the second half. And then the game rolled out. Uh, Paqueta killed it in the end. Um, yeah, 
just shows good fight from David Moyes' team. Mm. Uh, looked to have been replacing uh, Declan Rice well with James Ward-Prowse. Good two assists in that mm. game as well. And his um, debut as yeah. well. Also talks of Kudus joining. So look, mm. looking to be spending that Declan Rice money well. Mm. Um, yeah, but also um, shambles from Chelsea. Uh, it's crazy you can spend a billion pounds and you sit here and say they may be chasing top four. It's it's crazy. How can you? How can that be your standard? I mean... Mm. Um, Look at the the project under Arsenal and the project under Liverpool. And in terms of spending, I mean, I think Arsenal and Arteta are like close to four hundred million, and they're chasing the league. Mm. Liverpool and Klopp, I think they they spent at least three hundred before they started chasing for the league. So uh, if you compare that to what Chelsea are doing right now, um, it really is it's gambling at the mm. end of the day, stockpiling the best players mm. in their positions. Yeah. Well, look, they, they did come out tops in the possession stats, I should say, doing 76%. I think West Ham at 20, 24%, but still came out with a 3-1 victory. Um, do you think right now, you know, you mentioned the rice money, um, 100, 105, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, it's quite, quite large. And, you know, there were talks of Harry Maguire and Scott McTominay signing for them. Those two uh, have seemed to have fallen off um, the deal table, per se. Um, and, you know, you look at their results last last season, I believe they finished 15th or 16th, you know, hovering above that relegation zone. Obviously, it was confirmed. The top lads today was confirmed. But, I mean, you also look at a conference cup that is uh, in the trophy cabinet. And, um, yeah, again, you know, it comes back to, to the the squad. You know, they, they let go of Skamaka, I think it was, but that team, if I'm not mistaken, he's gone back to Italy with Atalanta. And now um, it looks like you're going to be relying on Antonio again, for goals as your sole striker. Mm. Do you think West Ham have what it takes right now to maintain a, let's call it a top 10 finish and compete on the European front? I think last season showed that it's difficult. You have to prioritize one of the two. And in their case, they did prioritize the Conference League, ended up well for them. They ended up winning it. Mm. Um, yeah, so um, I would I would prioritize Europe again uh, this season, if if you're in it, why not? Um, I think they are better than the. I think they should be the 16th best team in the league, <laughs> uh, at least. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it is a gamble, but yes. yeah. At the end of the day, I've had many Premier League managers come on and say it is easy to stay in the Premier League because as long as you're better than the yeah. other yeah. clubs that are hovering um, in that sort of threatened area, then then you are guaranteed. And um, I think Sean Dyke, you know. At Everton, he was brought in again just to save the club from relegation. Maybe distance us. Um, I say us because mm. I am a proud Evertonian fan who just got a formal hiding on the weekend. Um, but yeah, it's a good thing I'm playing presenter today and not analyst because <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> um, but sure, let's let's uh, have a rundown of this weekend's Premier League action. Friday night sees Chelsea take on Luton Town. You know, I think. Pochettino needs a statement victory at this point. Um, look at their spirited performance against Liverpool, where Enzo Fernandez absolutely bust that midfield. Um, but they did fall. Uh, they did concede the first goal, um, and then they conceded the first goal against West Ham as well. Do you think they concede the first goal in this one, gift, or are you looking at a clean sheet? Um, I think uh, the team has learned from its mistake, mm. so I can say I'm looking at the clean sheets. They will use this game um, to redeem themselves. So um, I'm seeing Chelsea winning here. Yeah. Mm, they've, they've got a relatively easy run, if I can say. You've got 
Luton at home, Nottingham Forest at home, and then Bournemouth away, and then Aston Villa at home. So three of the next four fixtures are at home, at home so at Stamford Bridge where they've been, I think they're now 14 or 16 games um, without, a, without a win at uh, Stamford, uh, which is quite, quite ridiculous, um, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, do you think they get maximum points in the next three fixtures? Um, I'm confident that um, they will avoid the defeats. Mm. Yeah, so they will get um, yeah the much needed get points. Because uh, yes, um, Chelsea needs to be up there in the title race yeah. um, this season. You know, um, we need to look beyond what happened last season. You know, um, they've tried um, to sign like new players and let go of a, a number of players. So the squad um, that they've got, they need to prove themselves mm. because uh, a number of players were like expensive. Yeah. They broke um, a number of records. So to now, them, yeah. yes, they need to deliver. Mm. Yes. Nigel, so, you agree with the... Yeah, I think uh, Chelsea win, but not as uh, easy as you guys think. I think uh, Luton will pose some threat to them, but um, Chelsea win. You think, well, look, you look at the opening day fixture where they got smashed for one by Bournemouth. Yeah. And then they were scheduled to play Burnley, but obviously that fixture was postponed, so there has been a bit of rest for them. <laughs> Do you think they come out the block swinging? I don't think so. I think they'll sit in a low block, try and frustrate Chelsea as much as they can, try and hit them the counter. Mm. Um, yeah, and try and get a positive result, but it will be a hard task and Chelsea should win. Mm. Um, moving on to Bournemouth Tottenham. Um, Tottenham with a guess pull out uh, put off a rabbit out they had there last weekend winning 2-0 against Everton at least Manchester United do you think it's more of the same this time on? yeah I think they should be too good for Bournemouth here um, Angie Spurs look good so yeah too good mm. for Bournemouth mm. yeah I mean um, Spurs um, have really like hit the ground running I thought uh, they will have some issues uh, with uh, Kane's departure uh, but they've managed to like um, adapt well mm. without him, who's actually doing um, really well there in Germany. So mm. I'm happy for Spurs, and I think uh, they will come out with three points on this one. Mm. Who's going to score the goals for Tottenham this season? That's a tough one. Uh, it's hard to replace 30 goals in Harry Kane. Mm. Um, and his assist, because there yeah. was also quite a few... The man, the man creates a lot as well. So they're going to have to share it. Um, Son's going to have to come to the party again. Um, Richarlison's going to have to step up, um, which I see very unlikely. Um, and also, um, I think the signing of Solomon, they have to chip in. Even Madison as well, mm. um, he can chip in, but they have to share it. Uh, it's going to be a hard task. Mm. Okay. Um, one team that seems to have the goals without their leading top scorer is uh, Brentford. Um, they are up against Crystal Palace on Saturday and you know the likes of Wissa and Mbwemo, um even Kevin Schauder, um, you know, they look very, very strong. Um, they take on Royal Hudson's Crystal Palace. Your prediction there? Um, I think the Bees win here as well. Um, like you alluded to, um, missing their star striker, but Wissa and Mbwemo clinical up front mm. still well drilled team um even nathan collins coming in at the back missing ben me mm. they still look solid as ever so yeah I, i'm going with another bees victory mm. um this is going to be um an interesting game 
I think uh, the teams are evenly matched. Mm. So um, uh, it could be a draw or Brentford uh, will win we'll maybe by, by the double chance. Yes, yes. Okay. If yeah. I were to play the bets, uh, yeah. both teams to score. Both teams to score. Yes. Okay, interesting. I'm sure there's going to be goals glow and Arsenal take on Fulham. I um, mean, you know, Raul Jimenez, I believe, is already at the woodwork in his Fulham colours. Um, he started last week. Uh, Mitrovic came on as a cameo uh, appearance. I think that was his final appearance with the club. Uh, this one is at the Emirates, Nigel, where it's not the most easiest of places to go to. But you know, Nottingham Forest went there, almost came away with a with a with a result. Um, where do you see this one going? I think Arsenal win it, um, but Fulham are a good team. Um... Very good uh, defensively as well, but Leno between the sticks, so um, former. former Arsenal man. So yeah, need to be on the A game, get another victory against a, a really good Fulham team. Mm-hmm. You think Arsenal got this one wrapped up? Yeah. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Arsenal <laughs> just because uh, Nigel is a fan, <clears throat> but uh, I think this will also not be an easy game. You know. Um, I'm seeing fully I'm holding them to a draw. Mm, interesting. I wonder if it's going to be that goalkeeper choice again because Darby Dry is um, with Arsenal and, you know, I'm sure he's just waiting on Aaron Ramsdale to have a slip-up, um, you know, having sent Bert Leno away. I think he recently celebrated one year with, uh, with Fulham, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, going on to um, one of the other revered clubs in the land. Uh, Old Trafford where United will host Nottingham Forest to again have shown some really strong performances and you know you look at the likes of Brendan Johnson um, playing playing up front now um, Morgan Gibbs White playing coming through the wing looking as dangerous as ever um, and then coupled with United's 2-0 loss last week do you think this one is a straightforward United win or does Forest do some damage here? I don't think it's very straightforward I think United are under pressure right now and teams can sniff that Teams know that they can go toe to toe with United, and this Forest team is a really good team. Um, as you alluded to, uh, Brendan Johnson mm. and Morgan Gibbs White, two silky players, two very mm. skillful players, and they will cause Manchester United problems. I don't see it all cut and dry. Uh, I do see them causing problems and maybe even getting a result at United. Mm. Interesting. Gift. Nottingham Forest against United at Old Trafford. What are your thoughts? Um, not. I think I was reading it um earlier this morning. Nottingham Forest has just signed uh Gonzalo Montiel. Mm. Yeah, um, I think from Seville. Mm. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so, so you think you could make his debut this weekend? Um, positive. not a bad place. Not a bad place yes. to make your family Maybe open your account. Yes. I think this the time between now and the game will be enough for for him to, for, for him to be integrated into the squad. Mm. So I'm hoping that um he make his debut, make his debut um, on the day. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But hey, it's gonna be a tough one for, for them. I think the home team will take this one. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh moving swiftly along to Wolves versus Everton when nineteenth take on twenty when twentieth take on nineteenth place. Um, of course, you know, you just never want to be in the relegation zone, but playing a direct rival um, who's just, can't even say one point ahead of you because they're both on zero for the season. <laughs> um, yeah, 
how do we go from here now? I think uh, both teams will be looking for a win. Uh, mm. um, Wolves uh, showed some good fights against Brighton last week, uh, some good pressing, uh, but just fell short. They had some good chances, uh, but couldn't convert. But uh, I do think Everton just sneaked this at home. Mm. Um, yeah. I just want to detract for a small second there. Matthias Nunez was booked in his previous appearance for Wolves, which means he'll miss this game. Mm. Um, City have entered the frame for him. I believe there's a 50 more um, bid being tabled. Do you think he goes or stays? Look, that type of money is hard to resist if you Wolves. 50 mm. million looks good. And um, as a young player, why wouldn't you want to join Manchester City? Mm. Do you think um, Nunez goes or stays? Um, anything can happen, bro. Mm. Anything can happen. Let's just wait and see. Okay. Um, but uh, this game uh, is going to be it's an, it's an important game for both um, teams. I think they've lost. Uh, both teams have lost their two opening mm. games, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So oh, you're right, and yes, considerably, they um, need um, they need to collect points. Mm. Yeah, it could be a quite interesting one to watch if you're a neutral. Yes. I guess to yes. be. Mm. Could be very interesting how this one pans out because um, usually these goals and um, these these games just have a flair for goals when everybody yeah. is just throwing the kitchen sink at mm. each other. Um, Saturday's final game is Brighton versus West Ham. Very interesting fixture to look forward to. I think it's also going to be a bit of a, a goal fest with us. I'm sure Jared Bourne has a point to prove. Brighton looking ever so silky with Matoma on the score sheets. Um, Give me your yeah. prediction. I think Brighton win this again. They look like a train with Roberts or Deserby. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just formidable team. It's a home home advantage as well. Do you think that's why they get the three points? Um, Brighton has been on fire. If I'm not mistaken, they're, they're number one. Oh, but yeah. they are, they're at the top mm-hmm. uh, of the league. Mm-hmm. They um, are the league's top scorers. Eight goals in two games. That's, yes. That just like says it all. Yeah, though... Um, West Ham is also uh, have also started the season really well um, with uh, Jarrod Bowen continuing uh, with his great performance mm. uh, that he showed um, last season. I was surprised that uh, he wasn't signed. You know, nobody was by, linked to them. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's gonna be a tough one. Mm. Um, it's gonna be a tough one. Um, I'm sure yeah. if he keeps us up, England will be just around the corner. Um, he was staying. On Sunday, we've got a Sheffield versus Manchester City. I think everybody can see the three points going the way of the visitors. It's a banker. Yes. <laughs> the banker of the weekend, yeah. I shall say. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. I, I agree with him. Add it to your tenor, yes. don't you? <laughs> um, Burnley host Aston Villa. I see Burnley maybe getting a result. Here. Getting something. Yeah. Um, also, Villa played Thursday night in mm. Conference League. So mm. hopefully, uh, well... Holly Watkins was on fire. Yeah, hat-trick, right? Mm. Um, so I believe in 47 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hopefully Burnley, from their point of view, will hope to get something, considering mm. that they played a big game on Thursday just three days ago. Um, and they'll be chasing their first league victory as well. So mm. uh, something for them to fight for. Um, I think uh, Burnley were just unlucky to start the season you know with the champs against Man City yes but um, they played really well and uh, I think uh, they're still trying to find their feet uh, in the top flights but I'm positive that um, on this game they will uh, come out top we get to see our boy 
gets his first, mm. uh, you know, legal. legal. Do you think it's yeah. a case of both teams to score then? Yeah, I see a number of goals being mm. scored in, in this, this match. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it will be an interesting mm. uh, match. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, to end the podcast as we began with Newcastle, Liverpool. Nigel, who are you going here? I'm going with Newcastle sneaking it. Um, just Sneaking it? Yeah, just in terms of their physicality. Oh. I think Liverpool lost a lot of physicality um, in the midfield especially. Um, and I think uh, at St. James's Park. Mm. Well, um, McAllister's, you know, you speak of physicality, McAllister's um, red card has been overturned, which means he will be eligible for this fixture, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. you think that gives them that added boost? I mean, you know, it is St. James's Park where you're not only playing the 11 on the pitch, yeah. but you also played the crowd, which, 100%. Uh, you know, is, is one, yeah, 100% with Eddie Howe right now. It's, it's a daunting place to go. Uh, I think besides Anfield, uh, St. James's Park is up there with mm. the, the most daunting places in the league to go to. Um, and yeah, um, I think they'll be up for it against a Liverpool team. So uh, if they can assert their dominance, I see them getting a mm. getting victory. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's going to be a tough one for, for Liverpool, yeah. you know. But uh, I think uh, they've gotten used to such environments. So I'm seeing them, you know, um, not losing this one. Mm. It can be a draw. Double shots on yes, the, on the, yes, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, but it's gonna be a great game. I am really looking forward to it. Mm. It's not easy to like defeat Newcastle at home. Mm. So yeah, yeah, they are they're, they're quite the force at home um, and away for that matter. Um, so yeah, I'll be all eyes peeled for that one, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure picking your brains um, as you move through the Premier League fixtures. Um, until next week, awesome, Tesh. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. It's been great.